Why does my team suck so much? He's small. He's no Todd Gurley. My 98 moves are paying off! Mason Crosby. He's so soft and delicate, I want to touch him. <laughs> I don't know, like, he just goes like... One time in the shower? I guess it's hard to figure out exactly when to drop these fools. The I Hate Fantasy Football Podcast starts now. Hi everyone, thank you for tuning in to week 10 of the I Hate Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Alvaro Obregon, and joining me today is Daniel Solis. What's up, man? What's up, everyone? So how are you feeling? I'm feeling like I'm pretty lucky in this league. I don't know how I'm 6-3 and because I feel like my my team is not 6-3 and material, but that's how it goes. Yeah, man, but I think that's what fantasy football is about. And I learned the hard way last year. It's all about luck. Mm-hmm. We had someone There's that a lot went of matches that could have gone the other way. Exactly. We had someone that went zero uh, and thirteen, and <laughs> as ridiculous as as that sounds, he went zero and thirteen. It's as if he didn't start a lineup for thirteen weeks. I mean, he didn't even luck into a win until week fourteen, when he needed it most. Against me, dooming me into the dildo bowl, which the famous is, purple. Yeah, ended up with the purple. Very disappointing. But yeah, uh, you never know. Maybe in three weeks, my team will actually end up winning something. But who knows? As long as you're in the playoffs, you have a chance. For sure. Yeah. So man, so this has been an interesting week. Uh, it's week ten. So if you have a winning record, that means you're. Probably getting ready for the playoffs. If you're towards the bottom, then you're trying to make a very quick change. So there's a lot of things that happened in games this past week. A lot to discuss. We have everything from Josh Gordon to... I I can't believe I'm saying that. I mean, just a few weeks ago... (laughs) Just a few weeks ago, we were talking about how don't be ridiculous. Don't pick up Josh Gordon. And now we're going to talk about the possibility of picking up Josh Gordon. Yeah. He's attending meetings. He's actually with the team. This is happening. He, he might actually see the field. There's a lot to talk about. So let's get into it with... Two things. All right. So it's just us two today. So it should be a quick two... Two things. Two times two. Why don't you start us off, Danny? Two things. All right. So my two things that stood out this week, one of them, I'm just going to give credit to the entire Rams offense, but mostly Jared Goff. Did not expect him to go off like he did. Jared Goff going off. I like the sound of that. (laughs) But most scoring touchdowns. I think the only one that did it was Cooper Cup. Sorry for you. Did you play him? No, I didn't play him. Good, good. You chose the one Ram that did not score, and you sat him. <laughs> right. But, yeah, I was surprised. Watkins had one catch, but it was a touchdown. There was Higby, the tight end, that got a touchdown. Robert Woods only had four catches, but two of them were touchdowns. He was efficient, threw over 300 yards, and four touchdowns. It was crazy. Even the kicker was getting in on it with 17 points, and Gurley got two touchdowns. I mean, it's I did not expect the Rams to go that hard against the Giants. So that's one thing that stood out. And if anyone's looking for a QB, I think Jared Goff would probably be a decent stream every now and again. Yeah, man. It's crazy because Goff gets a lot of comparisons to Wentz. 
And uh, mm-hmm. they're both, I mean, the, Wentz has been, I think, has the benefit of a better O-line. And uh, even though the Rams are looking pretty good, Rams O-line sucked uh, years prior. I know Todd Gurley was yeah, yeah. was a you victim of that. definitely think that the Eagles have a better supporting cast, but 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 yeah, I mean the, the Rams are doing good. They're I tend to confuse them, and not because they're both white, but <laughs> their style of play is similar for years to come because they were drafted, you know, the same. Yeah, exactly, uh, and so time. far so good. I think this week they were both the highest scoring t- um, scoring QBs, so that's pretty crazy. I wonder if they look up the stats on each other. <laughs> and like keep, they must keep tabs on each other. Yeah, it's crazy because the Rams through eight games, I think have scored. I saw a stat that they score, they've scored more points than they have the entire season last year. Damn, that's Offense crazy. Year. L.A. It's a city change. Crazy. That's what happened. So that's uh, one of my two things, and then the other one is Alvin Kamara. He is uh, in that Sean Payton offense. I mean, he's just really, really coming into his own, and mm-hmm. I think he's going to be very valuable to any teams that have him. Sadly, the person that owns him in Arnie is in last place. <laughs> but him starting Ingram and Kamara at the same time and getting value out of both of them. Kamara catches balls and can rip one off <laughs> at any time. And Champagne loves throwing to these guys. No homo. Those type of players. <laughs> <laughs> so those are my two things. All right, I'm going to follow you up with uh, T.Y. Hilton, who finally looked like the T.Y. of old playing with Andrew Luck. Uh, two touchdowns, <laughs> 175 yards. I think this is what uh, T.Y. Hilton owners were expecting when they drafted him. I mean, this guy has suffered a, a bit of a streak of single-digit fantasy point weeks, and uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, owners out there are wondering what the hell to do with him. Honestly... He's definitely been the definition of boomer bust exactly yeah honestly if you have ty hilton i would take advantage of this week and trade his ass immediately <laughs> oh for sure uh, someone's gonna fall for that value for that spike in value because uh yeah you can't trust him going the rest of the way with Brissett at center uh, so this could possibly be the best thing to happen for ty hilton owners go ahead and sell high as hell right now. Do it. Yes, yeah, the perfect time towards the end of the season. It's the it's gonna look you know the new shiny, mm-hmm. maybe a shiny little attraction for people to see those twenty something points this week. So yeah, and if somebody's if, if somebody's close to the playoffs and says, hey, I can get the upper hand and get Ty now that he's gonna start and turn it back to Ty of old. If you can fool that person, go ahead. <laughs> And uh, my yeah, second luck guy, isn't coming back. yeah, luck, luck is out of luck. And my second guy, going on the other end of the spectrum this week, is Mike Evans. Yeah, Mike Evans, <laughs> who just got suspended for uh, week ten, pushed some guy, uh, and he didn't get ejected mid-game, so they got him with the suspension. But he played the entire game, uh, caught one of six targets. And he still played the entire game and, and it still only managed that one catch. Exactly, a one catch for 13 yards. But I, I don't put it all on him. Uh, I blame the quarterbacks for the Bucks. Uh, Winston, I don't know if he's unhealthy. I mean, he's obviously dealing with the shoulder issue, but he just he's just been bad the entire season. And now you got Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, and they're 
Exactly. They're shutting him down for a couple of weeks now. So you have Fitz coming in. Who keep, keeps, I don't know if things will change. Keeps adding fuel to that theory that uh, if you have Ryan Fitzpatrick on your <laughs> the team. The Grim Reaper. <laughs> the Grim Reaper. If you have Ryan Fitzpatrick on your team, then your starting QB is in danger. <laughs> yeah, any team he's the backup for. That starter is probably going to go down. He has a long history. I'd be scared if... <laughs> If I'm the starting QB, I'm scared of you signing him to be my backup. Well, as an Evans owner, are you scared with Fitz? Competent enough that he could get Evans the ball, but... Honestly, at, at this point, I'd prefer Fitzgerald. If if Winston is injured, then i probably trust Fitzgerald. And Mike Evans being his biggest target... Fitzpatrick. <laughs> yeah. What am I saying? Slaying Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald. Did I say Larry ball. Fitzgerald? <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Just switch this position. <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick. If Fitzpatrick is throwing, then he's probably going to go for his biggest target, and that's Mike Evans. So, I mean, yeah, I think I'd prefer Fitzpatrick at this point. Definitely probably lost some owners a week, though, with that 1.8, but yeah. that's Evans this year. He's He's been up and down, right? Yeah, yeah. And, but it's all been because of that. Same Jameis, yeah. The QB play. It's been terrible. Inconsistent as hell. Mm-hmm. No run game either. Doug Martin hasn't really done much. Yeah. The whole Tampa Bay is just offense has been disappointing this season. Yeah, let's also dig into a couple of events that happened this week. That uh, Speaking of disappointments, uh, let's talk about some events that happened to some top picks. I mean, these must have been top players in your draft. Uh, and I'm talking about A.J. Green, who was ejected in, at the end of the first quarter for fighting. The thug came out of A.J. Green. It was hilarious. <laughs> I didn't think A.J. Green had that in him. I mean, he's never been that type of player. Yeah, I read somewhere that he's never been. I think that was his first ejection, like, ever. He's never done anything yeah, like was, that. Yeah, that was crazy to see. I, wonder I think what... I was watching it live, and I was just like, what is happening? <laughs> I mean, it was, so cold. He was punching his helmet. Just going for helmet. Why do people do that? They have helmets. Like, yeah. It's not going to hurt that. I know. He's just going to break his knuckles. It's comical to see. Yeah, so that must have hurt a lot of AJ Green owners. It couldn't have mounted more than a point. I think. Definitely disappointing. Yeah. And we also have Leonard Fournette, who the Jags coach decided to announce. I think it was like 90 minutes before the game that Fournette was being held out. For breaking some team rule, so I'm pretty sure there that... were a couple of uh, those surprise sits on Sunday morning. Yeah. Owners were scrambling. Yeah, yeah. Anytime that happens, it's it's a pain in the ass because then you have to fall back on. You haven't had them for have. what three weeks? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the bye week. So the, the ankle. Yeah, there was the ankle, the bye week, and now this. Yeah. At least you know his ankle is going to be healed up. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah, that would suck if he goes down for something else. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it's, it's uh. Who's the other one? Zach Zach Gertz was a, a late scratch. That's right. Sunday morning. You're Zach. Gertz. Jeremy Hill got sat also, so okay. Jerry uh, Mixon was able to run a little more, <laughs> even though he didn't do much with it. Right. Yeah, that's another surprise. I'll touch on later. <laughs> oh, and something else that I'm completely. What else you got? Missing out, Deshaun Watson. Ah. Uh, as poor Deshaun Watson owners. Sad, sad day. Uh, I mean, that just proves that 
they need to remove practice from and NFL teams just have to stop practicing. It's ridiculous. <laughs> well, I mean, what are you going to do? It was a Tough, freak because... accident. I think I read he yeah, was trying Yeah, and they, they want to add more games too. They want to take away some of the preseason games and add more regular season games. <laughs> I mean, these things happen, I guess. But it, it's it was I was genuinely just like upset that he wasn't playing anymore because yeah. he's such a great player. No, definitely. I don't even have him on my team. Yeah, I mean the the boost that he gave to Houston it was incredible. And... The day right after the Astros won the World Series. <laughs> yeah. You win some, you lose some. That's a uh, that's terrible. I think I saw some Twitter account that said like the day it was the day of Game Seven, and they're like, "Would you give up Deshaun for a World oh, Series no. ring?" Oh no! And the guy was like, "Yes." Well, there you and go. The next day, somebody find <laughs> that, that person. <laughs> find that person. He's the next Steve Bartman, but for the NFL. It was crazy. Yeah, man. So it sucks for all those Deshaun Watson owners, and not just Deshaun Watson. That also affects Will Fuller. That also affects uh, DeAndre Hopkins terribly. I mean, even the running game Lamar is going to take a hit. Even. Exactly. Yeah, even Lamar Miller. Yeah, I feel bad for Will Fuller owners because he didn't get a lot of catches, but when he did, he found the end zone. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he's going to do that with Tom Savage. <laughs> Tom Savage. DeAndre Hopkins, he had like, what, 16 targets last game? And he he didn't even finish with that much, like, he got a touchdown, but it, it wasn't for 18 targets or 16, whatever it was. It's, it was ridiculous. No, the, the offense just doesn't move the way it did with Deshaun. So that's a, that's a huge hit for the entire offense. That's rough. They got to get Kaepernick in there. Yeah, there were rumors, weren't there? <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, I don't know, with the stuff that the owner said, and <laughs> should be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, I don't know if Tom Savage can hold it down all season. Some other little key points that I wanted to throw in. Uh, so we saw the first of J.I. as an eagle. He had uh, pretty limited touches, but I think he made him count. Eight carries. Ended up amounting 77 yards, uh, including a 46-yard touchdown. I definitely thinks, think he's earned more carries. And I'm pretty sure we're going to start seeing the phasing out of LeGarrette Blunt. Yeah, I think that's going to happen quickly, especially with this bye week. They're going to get him real involved, and he, he's. I wouldn't be surprised if he's a top five back the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially with that O line. He's the yeah. The Eagles are going to open up a hole, and Jai is just going to go straight into it, and he's going to get his <laughs> his yardage pretty easily. Yeah, that's exciting for Jai owners. Also, the last guy in our league. I'm surprised he played him. I was playing him this week. And when I saw that he got that touchdown and noticed he was in his lineup, I was like, wow. <laughs> Clutch. Still lost. Though. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I was like, I was still a little, I was a little scared when that happened, but <laughs> still lost. <laughs> Some other promising news for T.Y. Montgomery owners finally got used and actually outsnapped Aaron Jones. And um, I think we're going to keep seeing a little bit of that. They have to use him. In this offense, just because Hundley just isn't—I mean, Hundley just isn't working the way the offense is moving currently. Um, Problem is that offense just doesn't click with Hundley right now, and they're probably going to be down most games. Well, exactly. Yeah, need tie. So the uh, the way Montgomery was being used was in the hurry up offense, and if they're going to keep playing from behind, that's probably what they're going to end up turning to. 
So I'd expect uh, he might return like PPR. Uh, sorry, he might return like flex value in PPR. I don't oh, know yeah, about, for sure. I don't know about standard, but um, if you have Ty, yeah. Do you even do you trust anyone on that team? No. I mean, <laughs> no. That yeah. I find, it, I find I find it so hard to trust even Jordy or. I mean, yeah, it's it's know. similar to the effect that Deshaun had on the entire Houston offense, losing Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers. It just makes everyone it's crazy. terrible. It's crazy that there's only a handful of elite like quarterbacks in this entire like country that can play this game at an elite level. Mm-hmm. One of them goes down and that's it. Like their base backup is trash. Like, and there's it's funny because there's teams that crazy. are built to be good in spite of bad quarterback play. Like we have the Jaguars, who are actually a pretty good mm-hmm. team. But why? Because of their defense. <laughs> Their defense keeps them in games and winning games because I think they're scoring like almost a touchdown every game on some fumble return yeah, or something. Yeah, defense has been amazing. And they just run you down, tire you out. Defense, run, defense, run. So unless you have that model, then you need a strong quarterback. And, uh, yeah, those teams, if you take that one puzzle piece out, everyone else is complete trash fantasy-wise and in real game situation so we could definitely see ty montgomery here getting some more catches and stuff like that supposedly he's better in the pass protection too so aaron jones owners probably are not happy about that but <laughs> no nah. but ty rogers goes down yeah ty owners should be all right and last thing i want to cover before we get into or we hear a little bit from pj is josh gordon god <laughs> i still find it ridiculous that uh, this is even happening. I mean, I, th- I thought he would come back. If he actually plays. Yeah, that would be even more so. But I, I, yeah, I thought that if he would come back, it'd be probably next year at the earliest. <laughs> but that they're actually that they actually reinstated him for this season, and that he might actually come back week thirteen. That's pretty crazy. I find it crazy that the Browns would actually put him out there. I mean, I guess they're desperate, or they don't have. Anything they gave up on the season, they're just going to see what they have, I guess. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, what else can they do? It's not much it's not much else you can do. Yeah. They're probably trying to sell tickets, too, I would, I would imagine. Oh, of course. Bringing that guy week 13 just to – that hasn't played in a year or two, like it's three years, it's crazy. That's a really good point. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this guy hasn't played since 2014. And there's he has, like, this following of people that are obsessed with him. That just want him to come back, and then they think they're gonna—he's gonna be at the same level of play. Uh, I mean, his talent is undeniable, but I mean, the guy hasn't played in almost three years. But I guess even at seventy percent, he's probably still one of the best players on the Browns. <laughs> Realistically, I mean, I don't know how good he'll be this year, especially with Deshaun Kaiser throwing the ball yeah. to him. But if he stays, you know. No weed, and actually, actually doesn't get suspended again. Next year, he could definitely be a good asset. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, this this we sorry this year it's gonna be kind of rough for him. Uh, yeah, especially because of that unstable QB situation. The Browns are just trash. If he does happen to come back and for around playoff time for fantasy wise, he might be able to give you, I'd say maybe wide receiver three numbers. Uh, hopefully it's a type of situation where it's just Kaiser needs more wide receiver talent and to make him look better as well, to give him confidence. 
They're also getting Corey Coleman, uh, possibly week 12. So that's another boost to the offense. But may also take away uh, targets from Josh Gordon. So, I mean, if you have Josh Gordon, it's awesome. I'm glad you were rewarded for maintaining hope. For the hope. deepest of stashes. <laughs> yeah. For, I mean, yeah, exactly. The deepest of stashes. Uh, so I'm glad you were rewarded. I'm pretty sure this is what you've been wanting all season. But I don't get your hopes up, is what I'm saying. It's crazy because he's only he's only he's like 26 or 27 or something like yeah, that. He's he's not that old, so nope. he can definitely bounce back. Yeah, and he just has to stay off. Dude is a crazy talent. He just said that he was either drinking or smoking before every game. That makes you wonder if he, if he is he going to be any good sober. <laughs> Does he need that extra you know little push from? <laughs> yeah. the drugs yeah is it like a family guy episode that uh or is it the simpsons i know that's offensive to some people but I, I don't know if it was peter i think it's peter that can only do a certain thing when he's drunk sounds familiar but i don't remember <laughs> well anyways gonna be him let's see what pj has to say in this week's pablo's problems Hey everyone, what's going on? Me back to complain because apparently last week it wasn't complaining enough for some of my league mates. And uh, first of all, I'd like to say fuck you to them because I'm not an asshole and I don't want to bitch about things that I'm winning. And also, I was fucking right because the bye weeks fucked me this week. I lost by very little, and which leads me into with Sean McCoy um come on dude you you screwed me this week you got 25 rushing yards you got outplayed by Bilal Powell and old man Matt Forte like 25 like who whose wife on the O-line did you fuck did you fuck all of them is that why you're too tired from fucking eight guys wives that they didn't just didn't want to block for you Tyrell Taylor still managed to get some good points and I lost by like eight points or some bullshit. So if you have a normal game, man, a normal game, I win and I'm not four and five. I'm a nice, even five and four. And probably in like fourth place, like escaping from the bottom. But you just fucking kept me at six. And the fucking dog fight that is sixth place for people trying to avoid the fucking dodo. So, remember that episode of the league where Ruxin wanted to fight Antonio Gates, I think it was? If I I looked it up, you're like 5'10 or 5'11. You're, you're not much bigger than I am. So, I would want to fight you or like shove you because you fucked me this week, man. You fucked me really hard. And. Get me a win this week, motherfucker. I really need it because it's fucking Dixie and everyone hates losing to Dixie. It's a must-win week against Dixie. Yeah, so <laughs> if that were to happen, go. it has to be like a blindsided shove, like a Mike Evans style. <laughs> if you, it's the only chance you stand. It's the only way you'll win, Pablo. It's like a, it's like in the league where when they they 
He wanted to fight Golden Tate, and then he actually saw him. So what if we find McCoy and take him to Pablo? <laughs> Will he actually show him? Yeah, no. I'm pretty sure he would. <laughs> it's funny because I think Tyrod had more rushing yards than LaShawn McCoy. That's crazy. But I think Dixie has a lot of bye week problems this week, so I think he might have a chance. No one likes losing to Dixie. No one likes losing to Dixie. And Dixie's getting too close to the top, so we need to bring him back down to earth. Yeah, he's coming for that number one spot. Wants me to beat you this week. Mm. Maybe I won't, just so he won't get first place. That's a good idea. I agree with that. Collusion. All right, since we since we brought up bye weeks, let's talk waiver wire. Down to the wire. All right, guys. So it's another bye week, hell week. I know people are struggling out there. So let's talk. To the end. Good weeks. Is this still a bad one? Is this the last? Which is the last one? The last bye week. Next week. Okay. Well, we're getting close to the end of bye weeks. Uh, It's week ten. People are either getting close, getting ready for the playoffs. If you're close to a playoff spot, then you're finding something to get you over the edge. And so the waiver is probably where you're going to find that. So let's talk about the waiver wire. All right, I'm going to start off with QB. Since you brought up Rams offense earlier, you have to. we have to mention Jared Goff. If he's available in your waiver wire, and you have a need at QB, maybe when your QB is in a bye week, or you just have a major need at QB, then that's someone you should go after. Uh, coming off a four-touchdown game, and he's going against Houston Week 10, which is a pretty favorable matchup for him. I expect that confidence that must have been generated from that win to carry over, and uh, I expect good things from Jared Goff the rest of the season. So that's someone you should definitely take a flyer on. Yeah, I agree. Jared Goff is a great waiver wire pickup. Um, if Tyrod Taylor is out there, he's also a good, good QB stream or a good uh, pickup for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. He, did, he did well against the Jets. Um, who else is out there? Yeah, I think uh, if you have a need, another guy you can who's pretty streamable is Josh McCown. He's shown yeah. that uh, he can put up QB one numbers, and facing a weak defense in the Bucks, you should have a pretty good game that someone can go after if you have a need there. Yeah, it's crazy. I think McCown has been on a lot of like popular stream kind of of the week kind of things. Mm-hmm. And we're in week 10 now. I think it's time like he's a QB1 almost. Like you, he's not he should be owned in a lot of leagues. He's he's worth starting week every week. Yeah, definitely. But he still gets a lot of yardage. He gets touchdowns. It's pretty incredible when you think about the Jets' offense, which is almost non-existent. <laughs> like, who, who do they have? I can't name anyone other than Austin Seraphin Jenkins and uh, yeah, <laughs> and who's that other guy? Uh, the wide receiver, Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson. Jermaine Curse. Well, you have me beat. <laughs> that's, that's all I had. <laughs> Yeah, they they sh- who they ship out last year though. I mean, they they got rid of players. It sounded like they were just gonna give up, and they're actually more competitive this year than last year. Well, sometimes it works out. And Brandon Marshall there, yeah, but they got rid of Brandon Marshall, rid of their coach. Yeah, and b- besides Josh McCown, I have a sneaky pickup here. 
So I'm pretty sure this guy's fallen off everyone's radar. But he's playing a Colts D, which is absolute trash. And that arm is still there. Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, Ben hasn't been very good. He hasn't been very Big Ben-like this season. But this is uh, a game where I expect to see vintage Roethlisberger. And I expect a huge game from Antonio Brown. He is going to burn that uh, Colts secondary. What are the chances Martavis gets in on the fun? Probably will. I think everyone's going to get in on the fun against the Colts. So if you are... It should be a fun game. If you play in a league with FOB money, and you're out of FOB because you burned all your FOB on some stupid play like Latavius Murray or something, then this is definitely a sneaky pick. Or you're, if you need have a, need a QB and you need someone, that's someone I would suggest Roethlisberger. Or how about at some other positions? Who do you who would you recommend at RB? At running back, um, depends who's out there. Um, I don't know if Forte is out there in a lot of leagues, but he was probably dropped a couple of weeks ago. So he's one that you can maybe look at. He had a good game last Thursday, and he's. He, 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 Powell gets a lot of carries and a lot of catches, but Forte can do a lot of the same stuff. He, he gets catches. He, he runs well. Mm-hmm. I think he's a, a solid solid pickup if you're in need. Yeah, I like that one too. Um, you could probably look at... I don't know what to think about Corey Clement. He had a huge game. <laughs> I don't know, man. I want to trust but him. Like we, we talked about, we talked about J.H.I.E., so it's, it's murky there for the passing down backs. Oh, if J.J. is on your waiver wire, then you have to pick him up. Because uh, is that what you meant? I mean, those. Oh yeah, there's no way. No, Whoever there's no you're... way. I meant if I meant with him there, I don't know how the other backs are going to be doing. <laughs> okay. If they're if he's going to go all three downs, or are they going to use Corey Clement? Are they going to use Smallwood? Yeah. I, I expect the Jai to take over though. Yeah, definitely. I yeah, don't trust. I wouldn't trust that blow up game from Clement. I think that's just a one and done thing. One thing I, one guy I do like that, uh, I mean, he's probably taken, but if he's not, then I definitely recommend, especially in PPR, is uh, James White. I mean, the Patriots, the Patriots running back situation is always murky, and you can't trust anyone, especially because they have like four guys that they can throw in at any time. But James White, because of his pass catching ability, he continues to keep being used consistently even if it's uh not that many fantasy points one week but the next week he'll get a decent amount it's something to at least justify playing him at the flex and with chris hogan likely out this week they're possibly going to involve him in the passing game so that's someone i definitely recommend if he's on your waiver wire yeah definitely um also want to look at the miami backs they're I think uh, if if no one picked up Kenyon Drake or Damian Williams last week, um, he should they should be owned in maybe half or over half leagues out there, and they're both worth an add. I think Kenyon Drake is the more talented guy. Williams got a touchdown last week, so they they both they're going to be involved. They're going to have a pretty even split, and they both can catch the ball and and, and yeah, time. Yeah, those are good. Um... If you have a real need, and these are ones that I'm not really excited about, but if you're struggling at running back and you just need to plug someone in, you can probably get him for cheap. Or, well, Thomas Rawls 
looks like he's going to be the starter um, this upcoming week with Lacey Hurt. So it's his chance to earn a chunk of carries. It's his chance to shine in the backfield. Somebody might be and like foolish. you said. It's not. It's not excited. You can't no. be excited playing him. But if you're if you're desperate, yeah. Don't don't blow up. Don't he's blow gonna up get an opportunity. Money. Exactly. This is an opportunity, so it might be a sneaky pickup. But don't go and blow all your fob on Thomas Rawls. Uh, if you need someone desperately, and you think someone might be, might think might fall for the fact that he's going to be starting, someone else you might look at is Theo Riddick, because uh, Abdullah just had two fumbles last week, and he might get benched or he might not get as many carries this upcoming game. So especially in PPR, that's someone you could look into. Yeah, definitely in some point of PPR, that's a good that's a good pickup. I wouldn't do it in standard, but definitely half point or full point. Yeah. And it kind of in the same vein as Rawls. You're not excited to <laughs> right. pick him up or play him, but he's he's the starter on a team, so he's gonna get carries. Yeah. It's a Rob Kelly. Yeah, this is he might stumble into the end zone. <laughs> this is like strictly out of <laughs> bi week necessity. I mean, yeah, this is nothing to get excited about. But on that note, one I am excited about, maybe still on your waiver wire, is Danny Woodhead. Also, yep. also for PPR guys mostly, but uh, I think they signed him to be a big piece of the offense, so I still expect him to get a decent amount of carries. And so he still should put up some nice numbers in standard as well, at least as a flex player. Yeah, I think and I think that today there were some reports saying that he should get a lot of the bulk of the carries anyways. So I think they're not happy with what they have, and Woodhead could come in and shake things up and be very valuable. Oh, yeah. He'll, he'll make Buck Allen completely obsolete as soon as he starts playing. Uh, so he's For eligible sure. to start playing week 11. So... I'd pick him up now. This is probably your last chance. So, yeah, pick him up now uh, before he starts uh, putting up some big numbers for the Ravens. Definitely. And now we get to wide receiver, which seems to be <laughs> like slim pickings every week. It's always hard to find wide receivers on the waiver wire. I'm not sure if, it, that, if that's just my perception. I feel like usually you, you think that wide receivers, there's, you know, dime a dozen, but definitely the last couple of weeks, it's felt like there aren't a lot of good options out there, and you're just kind of throwing a dart out there. Yeah, you just have to get lucky. Uh, so this week, uh, some guys that I picked out were uh, uh, Corey Davis. Uh, so he didn't do much week nine, but that was his first game back after being injured. And one promising thing was he played 75% of the snaps. And... You know, he's uh he's a high ceiling guy, so that's definitely someone you want to stash. Uh I think there's a lot of promise there. He's someone that could probably contribute during your playoff run. Yeah, if you have the room for him, definitely he's a good stash. I think a couple weeks and he'll be the number one guy on that team. There's to feed on that on that offense, but Corey Davis is gonna be the more talented guy and, and he gets at least week one, he got a lot of targets. He got five targets this last game, and I expect that to go up. You're holding on to him tight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, someone that 
that keeps hanging around is uh, Robert Woods. Just keeps getting involved in the offense. And so uh, if you need someone at right receiver, that's not a bad play. Ailey kind of been, he's actually been pretty safe at wide receiver with without you know anyone really noticing. Yeah, I think Sammy Watkins and Cooper Cup have been kind of the big bigger names early in the season, but he's had double digit fantasy points in PPR like maybe half the games that he's played or more. Yeah, I'm here watching the Rams games, cheering on Cup. I'm like throw it a cup, throw it a cup, and I just see Woods every time. Uh, like yeah, he's just sneaking by people. Uh, definitely, if he's on your wave wire and you need someone, that's someone you can almost say is a safe play at at least flex. Yeah, definitely. He's only owned I think thirty three percent in leagues here, so definitely go and grab him. Yeah, uh, another guy who is might be out there. That is kind of like, uh, you know, it makes sense to pick him up. Is Danny Amendola with Chris Hogan being out? I mean, Chris Hogan and Dan- Danny Amendola, I, I can never tell them apart <laughs> when they're on the field together. They're interchangeable. <laughs> so hopefully that's good news for Danny Amendola. Uh, Chris Hogan being out, someone you could probably grab for nothing. They're facing Denver this week, but after what Philadelphia did to that Denver D. I mean, I think the Patriots can do the same thing. Yeah. If look, anyone's going to do it, it's going to be Brady. And finally. Another guy that. Oh, you had another. Okay. I was going to talk one more. Uh, Robbie Anderson, probably uh, owned yeah. in half the leagues out there. And we talked about McCown, and he's been throwing it to Robbie Anderson pretty consistently the last four or five weeks. So he's definitely one to, to look at if he's out there. All right. Yeah, that's a good one. And and the last one I wanted to bring up is one we already touched on. It's another stash, which is, again, it's ridiculous that I'm even saying this, but if you're a Josh Gordon believer, then <laughs> pick him up. I mean, you have nothing to lose. Uh, he might be back week 13, so he might be able to contribute during the playoffs. And if you need, you need a Hail Mary at wide receiver, that's not someone that's bad to go and grab. I mean, that's not... Especially if you have the room. 13. In most leagues, that's the last week before the playoffs. Yeah. I'm yeah. playing him week 13. Yeah. That's a, a huge gamble. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people that are going to do that. Like, just play him week 13, hoping that he's going to blow based up. Off, just based off the fact that... The... <laughs> it's based off his 2014 numbers. I can see Hansville playing him in our league. Oh, he will. I know for sure he will. He thinks that's his good luck charm. And it's going to be like the last game of the season that's going to count it's, towards his playoff. Like if he wins, he's going to go to the playoffs. Right. If he loses, he's not. Yeah, he's he's totally going to be in a situation where he's going to be one game. Like he just needs that one win and enough points to uh, get over that hump and get into the sixth spot. <laughs> I totally see that happening. And the last guy I wanted to bring up is over at tight end. That's a position I know a lot of people have struggled at, um, me included. Is uh, So his name is Charles Clay. Uh, I know I had Charles Clay earlier in the year. He looked promising. I finally felt like I had some stability at tight end, and then he went down with a knee injury. So 
he he's practicing again. He looks like he might come back this week, uh, hopefully. And even though the Bills now have Kelvin Benjamin, uh, I still think he he's going to be involved in the offense. So I definitely think there's going to be opportunities for him to put out tight end one numbers. So I mean, it's not a bad stash. Or I agree. Yeah, that's Tyrod's favorite favorite option there. So even with Kelvin coming in, I don't think it's gonna take away much from Clay. And he's not only in a lot of leagues because he was injured for a long time. So he's a great ad if he's still out there. Yeah, pick him up. Pick him up. And similarly, Sin has been out for you know most of the season. So he's another one that could be out there, maybe half. I think fifty percent old right now. So. Definitely pick him up if uh, if you need a, a tight end. He he should be coming back in two weeks. Your Olsen, you mean? So the time is now. Yeah, Greg Olson. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I wanted to scoop him up last week, but Tech beat me to it. <laughs> put yeah. down put down more money than I did. And with Kelvin Benjamin gone, that's Cam's favorite target. He's gonna oh, he's yeah. gonna get for sure top five oh, tight yeah. end numbers. That's a that's a nice boost for. Greg Olson. So if you were able to snatch him up or if he's still out there, yeah, definitely that's a good one to go and grab now immediately. <laughs> All right, Daniel. So let's uh, wrap this up with before we get into the Smack Talk face off, let's uh, help some people <laughs> by picking some X factors and turd factors. <laughs> X factor being right. someone who's going to push your team over the edge this week it's going to be a major contributor and turd factor obviously being a big poop emoji just gonna be a huge bust this week all right so danny who's your x factor this week my x factor this week is going to be robbie anderson i'm gonna stay in the flames with him and he's had double digit points three games in a row one of mccown's favorite targets and he he just that, that offense just finds a way to score and Robbie Anderson is the main guy to 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 score. So I would definitely if you have him, play him. If you don't have him, pick him up. He's worthy of being a a wide receiver three, maybe rest of season. I like it. My guy is Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> That's the the absolute X factor. No one will ever expect it. But seriously, if he's out there and you have Anita QB or you just don't trust your QB, QB this week against a tough defense, trust in Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, I totally expect this Steelers offense to destroy the Colts. And, yep, go and get him. And how about your turd factor? My turd factor is going to be Keenan Allen. He started out pretty good. He, he got a lot of targets, and that's what you want. You know, you want someone that's going to get 9, 10 targets. That's a lot of opportunity. But he's done nothing with them the past few weeks, and yeah. I think he's just going to continue being bad. And he's you, you're going to plug him into your lineup. You're going to be like Keenan Allen, there's a name. Yeah. And you're going to have that bias where he was doing good at the beginning of the season, and he's going to end up probably losing you a matchup and getting you five points or something like that, yeah. especially against um, a good defense this week. Against Jacksonville, he's going to get shut down. Uh, yeah, I mean, Keenan Allen probably went in the second or third round in a lot of drafts. So it's hard to sit someone 
that you drafted so highly. <laughs> and it, if they're giving you mediocre numbers, it's like not good enough for you to to trade or to sit. And you're kind of stuck with them because you just don't want to drop them. <laughs> but it sucks that you drafted them so highly and they're just not giving you the numbers that you're expecting. Yeah, similar to T.Y. Who would you rather have rest of season, T.Y. or Keenan? Mm, Keenan Allen. Cause that, <laughs> he actually has a good quarterback. Yeah, and even though he's been not as good as expected, he's at least been a little bit more consistent than T.Y. Hilton. And uh, I, I yep, prefer consistency. you got to chase the targets and hope. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the targets is what you want to go for. Who's your third factor? My third factor is Adrian Peterson. I know Dixie's going to think I have it out for Adrian Peterson. But I think that the Cardinals are in over the heads against Seattle, uh, especially with Drew Peterson out there. Cardinals will be down early, and Adrian Peterson won't have too many opportunities to run. And I expect Seattle's D to completely shut him down. So, Adrian Peterson owners, I'm sorry, but maybe start preparing some other option. Big That's turn. a good point because he, he did so well last week, but it was against San Fran. So, now against that elite defense, if like you said, if they get down early, they might have not be able to use him. Yeah, exactly. All right, Danny, so are you ready for everyone's favorite segment? Uh, not really. <laughs> All right, let's do it in this week's Smack Talk Face Off. All right, since I never All get right. I never get to do these, so I'm gonna give myself home field advantage. That means you go first. <laughs> Hold on. Okay, with that, let me start you off. <clears throat> All right, here we go. So, Alvaro, this is our rivalry week. I got to bestie week one, and I'm going for the sweep here. Mm. And I think it might happen. I mean, looking at this team, it's... I, what do you have, really? I mean, Fournette, and uh, he's probably going to miss another team photo or something. So, I'm not worried about Fournette here. Even Kirk Cousins against Minnesota with this QB, there's... I don't think you're gonna beat me with this uh, this guy here, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm trying to find people to really be scared of here, and I can't. Sterling Shepard. That offense is garbage. Eli Manning might get benched. I mean, you got who's gonna throw to him? Michael Thomas. He can score all he wants because who's throwing to him? Drew Brees, my guy. Devonte Adams, again, garbage. Brett Hundley is not going to find that dude. He's going to go hiding. Carlos Hyde. Look at that. Hiding. Carlos Hyde. This is terrible. Terrible pun. <laughs> Jack Doyle. Doyle. I like saying his name, but he's... But against Pittsburgh, like you said, Pittsburgh is going to have an all-day... all-day uh, offensive thing here, and Doyle's just not going to get anything. He's going to get, like, three catches for three yards. And you're actually playing Cooper Cup here. You don't even take your own advice and put James White in. 
<laughs> you said he's a flex play. That's true. With no Mike Evans, that's that's going to bring you down. Even Ty Montgomery, you were saying he's a good flex as well. What is this? <laughs> It'd be your downfall. I'm going to take you down and get this sweet, sweet victory. Seven wins. Get me over 500 and get me into the playoffs. And there's nothing you can do about it. That was terrible, but let's see what you got. <laughs> All right. I'm excited because I never get to do these. All right, let's see if I can do this with my confidence. Yeah, that's what I realized. My confidence battered. <laughs> yeah, it's probably the first time I do this in a while. And here we go. All right, Daniel. Like you said, it's the rivalry week. I still remember you beating me last year. Yeah, I'm going back to last year. Last year, beat me on the first freaking week. And that's the win I needed. Win I needed to get me into the playoffs instead I ended up with this damn dildo. So I take it, I take it personally. So let me start off here with uh, Drew Christopher Breeze. Look, it's no secret this man cannot play in cold weather. I'm going to bring out some stats right here. According to ESPN Research, and not including the 2014 game against the Eagles, he's 2-3 and three in games played at 32 degrees or lower in his career. And guess where he'll be this weekend? Freezing his nuts off in Buffalo. I fully expect to confuse him with Eli Manning this weekend. Can't discern one from the other. Des Bryant has been an absolute roller coaster all season long. And with his, what is it, his knee, ankle, and whatever other injury he has, which he's obviously sustained running away from impending abuse allegations. Brace yourself for another gut-wrenching plunge this week. Let's see, let's see. Larry Hands Fitzgerald. Such a shame. He just isn't the same without Palmer. And you have Drew Stanton and Seattle D this week. Bye, Felicia. Maybe he should have just stayed in New England if that was really him seen at the airport. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up. Adam Thiele. <laughs> Uh, I really don't have much to say about that dude. I like him. But Joe Mixon. This guy is averaging 2.9 yards per carry. 2.9. That's like if he's diving forward on every play. Someone tell this guy that every play isn't at the goal line, please. And with Titans D, completely obsolete this week. CJ Anderson. Unless this man squeezes a bottle of Visine into both Devontae Booker and Jamal Charles drinks on game day, he's, n he's nothing but a flaming trash can. Tyler Croft, one letter away from living in the shadows of his hot fictional sister, and one letter away from processed cheese. Titans D will keep him munching on his singles. I'm not even going to go into Greg the Leg and Arizona D. That's more of the same. But finally, Josh Doxson. 
For your sake, I hope he does well. But the man is averaging two receptions per game, so I wouldn't count on it. You'll need a doc, son. That can of whoop-ass-induced gaping asshole will require medical attention. <laughs> God, these were pathetic. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my team sucks. I do not understand how I'm 6-3. and three. <laughs> Losing David Johnson was like so gut-wrenching. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a huge my blow. Was built a, it was drafted to be built around him as soon as he was down. That, that's uh, what demoralized me. Oh. <laughs> that's what sucks about drafting so highly. If you lose that guy, then I mean it's just a huge blow. I always feel safer drafting towards the bottom of the draft of the snake draft. Yeah, and I missed on like the second and second round pick too, and or third round pick. It just shit happens. Yeah, it does. Well. That does it for this week's podcast. I wish everyone out there a lot of luck, except Daniel. That luck will be passed on to me. Good luck, sir. If you beat me, you better get first place. I don't want you to beat me and not move up. That's a that's a good point. And uh, who is it that's facing Dixie this week? PJ. And PJ, I wish the best of PJ luck. PJ Dixie. Most of luck. Even though his Pablo's problem sucks after he wins, <laughs> I want a bad Pablo's problems segment next week. Oh, that'd be the worst. Losing to Dixie, we're gonna get it. We'd get a really good one. Um, oh man, that's true. That's a good point. Do I want a good segment or do I want Dixie to lose? <laughs> I think I'd prefer Dixie losing. True. All right. So long, everyone. Catch you next week. Peace. You've just listened to the I Hate Fantasy Football Podcast. Join us next week for more nonsense. Goodbye. Is there a guy in football that you would go gay for, Hansel? What?